big boobs, little boobs, curvy, petite, introvert, extrovert, loud, quiet. You, my friend, perfect, exactly the way you are right now. I'm Steph, your host, the big boobed introvert CEO of Confetti Curves, and I'm going to remind you that confidence comes from loving all that you are right now. Shall we get started? Hi, Amy, and welcome to Confident in Your Curves. Oh, hi, Steph. I am very, very excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here too. So let's get started and let me know, well, first, what is it that you love most about yourself right now? Oh, um, I'm not like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, am I only picking one thing? Um, no. Do you know what? It's probably my loudness. Love it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think you've always been like proud of your loudness or is it no. something that like you've kind of grown on? Okay, really funny story. Love it. For probably about the first 20 years of my life, I didn't realise I was loud. Like, I wait, which is ridiculous, I know, <laughs> because I am the loudest person in any room I walk into. But it just didn't occur to me that I was loud. Like people would always say it, but it just, I was just like, oh, that's like a you thing. <laughs> and, um... I can't remember. I was. I remember. Do you remember, like, back in the day, we used to get these email questionnaires and like from your friends before mm-hmm. social media, before any of that. And one of them said, "Do you often get told to use your inside voice?" And I answered it. I was like, "No." And then I sent the answers back to my friend, and she's like, "Amy, you don't even have an inside voice." <laughs> like, I was like, "What's an inside voice?" Like, just literally, like, what is an inside voice? I don't know. And she's like. Well, you wouldn't because you don't have one because you <laughs> yell all the time. And I was like, what? And then it started becoming a thing with this, like, guy I was dating. Every time we'd go out, he's like, you are so loud. Everyone always looks at you. I was like, I thought everyone looked at me because I'm fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, love the confidence to it, though. <laughs> I know. And then it became this thing that I got, like, kind of hyper aware of. But, like, I literally just can't control it. Like, I, I get excited, I get lit up, and I yell, it's what I do. Exactly. Embrace who you are. I know. And now I love it because it's like if you, you walk into a room, you know when I'm in there. Everyone knows when I'm in there. 100%. It's your personality. It's also, like, because you beam happiness. Like, you, you don't need to be meek when you're happy and loud. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I agree. I'm usually loud about, well, it depends. It depends on the situation. <laughs> Am I always happy? No. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> if we strive for happiness all the time, we don't feel all the things. Well, exactly. And it's also it's an interesting concept, though, the striving for happiness all the time, because that's what I used to think meant that I had a successful life. And then I realized that so much more of it is just embracing every single fucking emotion because that's part of the human experience, right? We didn't come here to be happy all the time. Like, exactly. And if you're always happy, you're not going to embrace the like ups and downs of happiness. Because there's some things where you're just like, this brings a like smile to my face. And there's other things where you're just like, I am radiating happiness right now. And this is like peak feeling. Yeah, exactly. And like without polarity, like without feeling those real heavy depths of despair, you don't really understand how great real happiness is. Like those moments where you're like, fuck, is this my real life right now? Like, this is so good. But without the like, this is fucked. You wouldn't 
fully appreciate that, would you? It would just be like a, oh, this is cool. I feel like this all the time. Though, isn't it? it loses its um, importance. A hundred percent. And I feel like I was talking to you a few weeks ago about like being really sad and you were like, it's okay to like be sad and let it out. And I just had a great cry and just, just like that full like <gasps> kind of cry. And it was like, it was a relief at the end because you're like, I've got out those feelings yes. and now I'm open to like letting the good things in because I've let go of all the like shitty feelings. Yes, exactly. Otherwise, yeah, you are. It's always there at the back of you. Like we have this fear, like we have this um, idea that we can suppress it, that we can hold it down, that we can, but you actually don't. You walk around carrying it and you carry it for like so much longer than necessary if you don't just move through it and just be like, you know what, I'm just fucking sad right now or I'm really angry right now or whatever. (laughs) And it's just like a dark cloud that just kind of like just hovers and you're just like, yeah, just need to shit. Shake it off a bit. It does. And look, like there is also times for certain people in certain situations where it isn't as easy to just feel it and move through it. Like it's sometimes like I've been in the middle of it for fucking weeks and just been like, is this, is this it now? Is this my life? Like, is this just how I feel? And, but sometimes things just take a bit longer than others. Or sometimes like it brings up some other fucking repressed trauma or, oh, yes. It's important the to feel of- <laughs> Oh, 100%. And to acknowledge that sometimes it is a trauma, rela- like it is trauma related. And I, like, as you know, I've only just started working on trauma like this year. And so many little things pop up. I'm like, oh, this isn't just like, you know, I'm not sad that I like don't have my favorite cup. There's like something deep seated that's causing. Yeah. And how much more empathetic are you now that you understand it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, like, I've always kind of had that opinion, like, you never really know what's going on in someone's life. But it's such a deeper, deeper connection now. It because is. Because you're like, it's not just what's happening in their life right now. It's what's happened for their entire life that has created the person that they are now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I I have no, um, what, you know when you, like, you first meet people and there's all that, like, bullshit, like, fluff? I just go straight into, like, what's your trauma? Like, they'll say something. I'm like, oh, have you done trauma therapy? Like, oh, let's like dig a bit deeper into this. And I'm like, we've like gone to fucking trauma. I'm like, I've got to stop doing that. Like within five <laughs> minutes of meeting people, I'm like, oh, have you always felt like that? Oh, where in your body does it show up? <laughs> I've been asking people on dating apps if they go to therapy because I am 100% like I love therapy and I think it is so good. And like sometimes you hear things that like boys say and you're like, hmm. They don't. Did you go to therapy? Not enough no. of them do. And it's so like, as much as I'm like, fucking eye twitch, not all men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm working on my male, my trauma with men. Um, is they don't, because they're brought up in a society where boys don't cry, boys don't have feelings. Like you've got to fucking hold it for everyone, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's not their fault. It's really not. And like I'm seeing so much of it changing in this space as well where it's like there's so much available and accessible that's directed at them not by like women but by other men who have gone first, who have gone through it. And it really excites me like that the conversation's changing, that this is available for them, that it's not weak or soft or anything for you to actually like step up and go and like learn how to process your fucking feelings. 
Mm. You know, there was a really good like um, trend on TikTok maybe about a month ago where it was like, who do you call when you're really sad? And then like a whole bunch of men got on and they're like, you have someone to call? Mm. And it was just, it was heartbreaking because you're like, oh my God, they don't. And that's how come, you know, they're not seeking out help from therapists because they're not even seeking out like support from friends or family. No, they're not. They're not talking to anyone. I cried watching that so many times, especially when it was like so many different duets. And I was just like, oh, my fucking heart. But this leads me to my next, like, to my next point. Why do I always fucking say that? I'm not running like a masterclass right now. Calm down, Amy. Um, <laughs> which leads me to my next point. Um, anyway, uh, it just made me think of like how we need to observe ourselves and not go in a fix it mode. Because this is why, this is why for everyone listening, we look at potential and we fall in love with potential. You can't, like, we want to mother them, but you don't want to be in a relationship with someone you're mothering. Ew. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's really hard to not go into that fix-it mode. Like, I, my previous ex had a lot of, like, health, uh, mental health issues and, like, got him to a doctor and, like, got, like, prescriptions and, like, follow-up appointments. And then I couldn't force him to do anything extra. Mm. But then it was like, well, this is my fault. He's not going. It's like, well, no, like you can only give them tools. You can't be like, well, you know, I've made this appointment. This is the time you're taking your medication and this, that, and the other thing. It's really hard to like let go and be like, I'm not your mother. I'm just here as a support Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird like observing it all now that I've been through therapy and I'm still in therapy <laughs> um, is observing these thoughts. Like it's almost like a, I have this superiority complex when it comes to men. Like I know better than you. Mm-hmm. So I will tell you instead of actually looking at them, like and, and I know that not every person feels like this, but and instead of looking at them like, no, 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 you're your own person. Like you're a grown ass adult, you can fucking do this for yourself. If if you need some suggestions, I will happily provide them because I've been doing this for a while. But like, I'm sure that you could like fucking go on Instagram or TikTok and sort it out yourself, right? Mm. Almost felt as a Google. It exists, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's and it's yeah, yeah. It's it's something I'm working on a lot at the moment. Is just like taking that step back and being like, actually. Do I want to be with someone that I'm trying to force to be, I'm forcing to change or I'm wanting to fix or like can I just look at them as the person they are and be happy to walk away from it because they're not going to meet me where I, where I am. Which is really hard like thing to do because I, I for myself I instantly go, oh, well, like this is the potential and like I can see like, you know, these are the things we're going to do together and like this is like six oh, years yeah. down the track and it's like, oh, <laughs> we haven't even been on an actual date. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I used to be like that, but again, since therapy, I'm a bit better at that now, but it's when I'm in it, right? So we've dated, we're like starting to like, maybe it's been a month, like don't don't worry, I don't wait until it's been like six months. I'm like a month in, I'm like fucking, <laughs> if you just went to therapy, this is what we could create together, this is who we could become together, can't you see how powerful we would be, blah, 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 but you have to do all these things. And they're like, mm, no thanks. Like no wonder they like are like, ill, no thanks. And then it becomes this like power thing. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing? And this is, I had this conversation the other day where it's like um, the, with the, about the potential. Like you can listen to what they say or you can watch what they do because they will always show you who they are, but they will say who they think you want them to be because we're putting all this pressure on them. Like it works both ways. I'm not like, oh, they're, they're awful, bad and wrong, but like we have a lot to 
play in this, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it's really fucking interesting. Really interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, even like on like the apps and things like that, when people ask a question, you're like, oh, this is like my instant, like what I want to reply. And there's like, oh, hold on. Actually, what do I want? Like, what, how do I want them to perceive me? It's like, no, no, gut reaction. We like, we're not manipulating the situation to be like, I'm changing who I am for you. Exactly. So I have this theory and I've yet to prove it right. So it's still just a theory at the moment, right? I have a lot that I'm working on, but this is another one because like I I do, like I love TikTok. TikTok's like my favourite place to be. It is such a good time, right? Like it Mm -hmm. actually helped me make the decision to end my last relationship and not from a like, like from a place of my bare minimum needs aren't being met and they're not too much. You know, it was like, you know, if he can't come to the table and meet that, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. Like, he's a great person, but my needs aren't being met. So I'm not happy in this. So I'm just going to walk away. Because if you even really have to get to a point where you ask for him, which I did, um, it's it's kind of like it's not going to happen, right? Yeah, it's not going to be the default. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but one of the other things, wait, I lost my point. I always do this. I go on tangents and I was like, where the fuck was I going with this? Oh, okay. So there's a lot about being in feminine energy and working with the masculine and how, how the feminine behaves. Now, I understand that a lot of trauma will be at play here. And like, you know, I've got a lot of abandonment issues and things like that that come up. But what I also have noticed I'm doing at the moment, because I'm going on a date tonight, right? And I'm noticing all these behaviors playing out. Oh my God, I want to cancel it. I'm like, not okay. I'm not okay. Because (laughs) I'm so out of control right now. Like it is driving me insane. But anyway, so um, I keep going, oh, but if I was in my feminine, I'd lean back, I'd do this. But I was like, but that's not who I am. And I don't mean that I want to be really full on and be like fucking when are we getting married? But I mean like I'm, I am excited and, you know, like I do want to know where we're going. And it is annoying to me that he hasn't fucking told me like where exactly. Like he's given me a suburb and a time and everything but I don't know the exact oh location. Yeah, see? Like, I would be dead. I know. I would be cancelling or being like, I need specific details or I'm out because, like, my brain could not function. Wait, I know. And I'm, like, going through this, like, roller coaster of emotions over the last, like, 24 hours over it. But I'm also holding back and not being who I would normally be because I don't want to be too aggressive. Like, even, like, dude, I need more, you know? <laughs> and it's, like, it's yeah. noticing where I'm holding back because I'm, like, oh, but that's not me being in my feminine and that's not me. And I'm, like, what are you doing, Amy? So my theory is when you can actually objectively remove yourself and, like, which is fucking hard when you're in a situation <laughs> like this. I've got my journal. I've been journaling hard this morning. Um. <laughs> And doing my breath work, calming my nervous system. <laughs> but um, when you can objectively look at what's been run by trauma and then, like, what's you, and when you're starting to, like, like actually just be yourself. So if I am excited and maybe sending a couple of messages in a row and doing breaking all those rules, but it's actually me authentically being me, that I will find someone that will actually love that. Yeah. That someone will be like, holy fuck like I've been waiting for someone like this do you know what I mean whereas 100%. yeah because I sometimes I do wonder if all of this like being in your feminine and all this advice and all these tips is kind of manipulative because mm. it's like how long is that gonna last you know is it just you know through the dating period you're gonna like continually make that decision to be feminine 
And then, you know, when you're lying on the couch like three months in, it's like, oh, fuck this. This is too hard. I'm just going to let that barrier down. And he's like, well, who's this person? Exactly. Exactly. And this is is actually what happened in my last relationship, but not from a me point of view because I was very much myself. I was like, I'm not going to listen to this, but from him. So he was on his best behaviour and was showing up in this way that he couldn't maintain because it got exhausting because it wasn't natural for him. And then the minute it dropped, I was like, oh, mate, my expectations are now up here and you're scraping here. Like (laughs) what the fuck just happened? And like the the only thing that I can actually work out because he was not great at communicating so it wasn't something we could have a conversation about was simply that he just didn't have the, he didn't, have the capacity to like it was too much mm. and it was like the minute he knew that I was like his like I was really invested in this it was like oh, I don't I'm good we're good now 100% and that happens a lot in relationships like I know a couple of my past ones has been like fully like you know I'm buying you gifts and I'm taking you out on fancy dinners and then it's like oh cool well like let's make it official and it's like oh sweet I'm not putting in any effort I'm going to like do the things with the boys yeah. and it's like ah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine was I'm doing the things with all my friends, but it's cool. You can come. And I'm like, at first, I was like, this is cool. Like, I like this. You're bringing me into it, but then that was it. Mm. That was it. And I was like, oh, yeah. are we gonna hang out? And he was like, oh, um, oh yeah. Like, I guess I'm. I'm think I'm free later. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. And. That was really big for me, right? Because in the past, I would never have had the confidence to do that before doing any of the trauma work. I'd always be like, oh, it's okay. Like, at least he wants me to hang out with him and his mates. At least he's, you know, he's not fully rejecting me. At least, you know. Whereas this time around, I was like, "Uh, no fucking thank you. If this is it, I'm out. (laughs) And, like, for me, I would have needed, like, a formal invitation to be like, I want you to come hang out with my mates, not, like, you can come if you want, because that would have instantly set me on a spiral. I've been like, oh, you don't really want me there. That's, like, an offhanded kind of, like... Oh, no, I did that. Don't worry, I did that. (laughs) He actually had to ask me quite a few times and make a big thing out of it or I wasn't going to (laughs) come. Yeah, and I didn't even, like, love doing it either. Like, some of the things I was like, why? Like, I literally was like, why am I here? And I wasn't just walk, like getting up and going. I should have just got up and gone so many times. Cause I was like, what am I doing? It's also setting the boundaries. Like I am an instant yes person. It's like, okay, yeah, you want me to do that? Well, if you want me to do it, then of course I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Remember how I spoke to you the other day about um, dark feminine? Yeah. I haven't been able. I haven't been able to get myself on that side of okay. TikTok yet. I don't know what dark feminine is. I'm gonna send you shit. Um, and it's this is actually like when you said about um coming on the podcast. I was like, this is what I wanted to talk more about as as well. Anyway, so it's 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 about like I'm gonna say like being a bitch, but not you're actually not being a bitch. You're just being your fucking self, and you're having standards. Where it's like, do you know what I mean? Like instead of just going, oh, yes, it's like, well, no, I'm doing this and you didn't invite me properly, so I'm not fucking coming until you do. And like um, just just having strong boundaries and being fierce as fuck with setting them. Ooh, <laughs> that hits. Right? Like I'm, I'm getting better at boundaries at work, but boundaries in personal relationships, well, like – romantic attempts of like relationships that's difficult because I'm an instant yes yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's interesting because like we're told as well so it's not even just like your trauma and all of that that's making you just say instantly yes 
but it's we're, we've been fucking told as women our entire lives not to be a bitch don't be so bossy don't be this so like owning that part of me has been massive like I'm at the point now I don't even give a fuck look not all the time sometimes I'm like fuck should I have said that to them like friends like all different relationships sometimes I'm like fuck should I have said that but I'm actually like no because if that had kept going I wouldn't have been okay with it Mm. my I've Someone, I think last year, made an offhanded comment that I was a really likable person. She's like, you know, everyone likes you. You're just really likable. And I've been, like, hanging my hat on that and being like, I'm a likable person. Everyone Fuck likes no. me. And now it's really hard to be like, oh, not everyone has to no. like me. And, like, I don't have to, like, put on a dance to be like, hey, I'm likable. Like, do you want to like me? Yeah. It's, because yeah. that's exhausting, Steph. Aren't you exhausted? Oh God, it's incredibly exhausting. 100%. Yeah, there's there's so much in because I always had this thing that I needed this big group of girlfriends. You know how you have those people and they're all in groups? I've never had that. Yeah. and But I also have never actually needed it. I feel like I want it because I see it and it looks okay. But, but what goes on behind the scenes, because my sister's in a really big one, right, the fucking like, the personality clashes, the bitching behind each other's backs, the ganging up, the exclusion. The I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And, like, the subgroups of friends. It's like, you know, there might be ten of you going to brunch every Sunday, but, you know, there's little pods of three and this pod hates this pod. Yes. This one doesn't like this one's husband. Yes, and it's gross. Like, I'm so selective about who I spend my time with now because, like, as a single mum as well, I don't have a whole lot of time where I'm not basically serving someone else listen to me to keep her alive um how dare she no um you know like it takes a lot of energy um to be a mum and be the kind of mum that like you know holds space and doesn't yell and scream all the time don't think for a second that I don't fucking lose my shit because I do um but then it's like when I do have moments away from her like I I think about who do I want to be around what kind of conversations do I want to have do I really want to be around people who's whinging about the same shit all the time or gossiping? No. So if you don't have those firm boundaries in place, right, like I would walk away feeling so heavy and so like frustrated and almost anxious and I'm not an anxious person, which is a huge clue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so having the boundaries where you're willing to basically say to them like, and I'd even like, I remember one time I was sitting at the beach with my friend and she was carrying on and I just was like, I don't want to talk about this. And I got up and I just walked off and I was like, oh, that felt so good. (laughs) But you know what I mean? That's not, that's not a people pleasing thing. That's not a likable thing. She's 100% going to be pissed off at me about that. But I was just like, I'm not. I don't want to sit here for fucking hours going in circles about this and like sitting in this conversation that makes me feel gross by being in it. I'm not interested in it. And this this is like the part of me that I've always tried so hard not to be like my entire fucking life, right? Because it's rude and it's mean. And my family used to sit me down and have interventions about what a fucking, I'm like, how much can I swear in here? We, oh, I was like, what? A, yeah. They're, they're like, you yeah. are such a cunt. And there definitely was because I had no, um, I hadn't done any therapy. So my rage was next level. I would be fine and then I'd be like psychotic 
in five seconds flat and because I'm not, I have never been, I think this is a story now I'm saying it out loud actually, I never related to myself as physically strong. Um, now I do, which is why I was like, fuck, that was a story. I was always very aggressive. So, and that was my kind of defense mechanism to keep people from getting to a point where I felt like I couldn't fight them off or fight them or whatever. So I'd always be really aggressive. So my family copped a lot of abuse until I started like getting introduced to any kind of therapy or anything around 25, right? So like 12 years ago now. Um, so, so because that part of me was so like naughty, bad and wrong and needed to get fixed, it's been really interesting integrating that part into me now in a way that actually really serves me and isn't like, I'm not abusing people. I'm not actually like, um, being aggressive. I'm just having really strong boundaries and enforcing them. That's really, it's super interesting how trauma works because my trauma is the complete opposite. I don't have the ability or I'm working on the ability of actually like saying I'm angry or like, like I have been such a suppressor and just been like, okay, no worries. That's fine. And just like that, letting everything roll off me while like deep, like inside, I'm like, this is actually not what I want to do. And it's been a real like barrier. Interesting internally that I've now got to try and be like okay I it's okay to express my feelings and say this isn't actually something I want to do or I don't like the way that you've behaved in this situation and it's been really difficult because, um, so growing up my parents my parents separated but my mum and stepdad fought all Ooh. the time and my mum didn't really have that many friends so she would always like confide in me of like the relate like the f arguments and things that were happening in the relationship and so for me I was like I live with you both I love you both I can't be on either side so I would just sit there and be like mm-hmm Mm -hmm. and just suppress any kind of like always wanted to be like you're both the problem like no one here is solely the problem but just always suppress that and now got like in adult relationships I do the same thing it's like well I can't get involved in like my parents arguments so I can't get involved in my own relationships arguments oh. which is yeah this is it's a lot of trauma it is work. it is a lot of trauma work and it's like so what you've only been doing it for four months yeah, and you've like you're doing so fucking amazing. You are, you. and and it'll come. Like it's all part of a process. Like one of the things that I battled with the most about doing trauma work was, um, it's not always thinking I'm the like it was always thinking I'm the problem because there's that level of like self responsibility, right? Versus actually, this just doesn't feel good, and I need to speak up. So like there was probably a period there where I became a bit of a doormat. Because I was constantly like, well, this is my trauma. This is what I'm bringing to the table. But you forget that other people are vomiting their trauma all over you as well, right? And it was, yeah. it was getting into that. And that's when I really started discovering what is called the, I didn't know it was called the dark feminine, but I was like, and it was just like this massive permission slip. But I was like, oh no, like, oh no. And it's, you know, I have to be fierce because what, what, what fucks me up? Like my daughter's not even seven yet. So she is a walking, talking expression of what the fuck's going on internally in me. So I have to, like, I have to. It's just a it is. So it's like, if I'm not dealing and being really protective of what's, what's getting thrown at me and I'm dealing with, it's now her problem too. And that's when I was like, oh no, like, no, this is, I need to be ruthless with this. I need to be okay with pissing people off 
and triggering them. I know. I know, right? Like the idea of it is terrifying. And there were nights mm. where I'd lay awake all night and be worried about it and stuff like um, some stuff came up with family recently because, you know, no one triggers you like your family, do they? Oh, mm. <laughs> mm. oh they're giant. Right? <laughs> right. Um, you know, I've had some stuff coming up with the family and I just like avoided dealing with it, avoided dealing with it. And then all of a sudden I'm not sleeping at night and I'm dreaming about it and rah, rah, rah. So it's like, Amy. You can be powerful. Like you can have powerful boundaries and still have loving relationships with people. And it's just, it's constant learning, right? Like we're constantly learning. And something that like is applicable now in two months time may not still have that same kind of feeling or boundary that's needed. You might need to extend that. Exactly. But (laughs) how, exactly. (laughs) But if you're worried about pissing people off, you're not going to do it. And, like, there's so much in feeling safe in your own body and you don't have that mm. when you are giving all your power away to everyone else, when you're trying to make people like you. Like, I – so when I first started my business, like, I'd had all these failed business attempts beforehand and I was like, what is going to get in my way? What gets in my way? And I had this fear of people not liking me to the point where they'd be bitching about me behind my back because I had this really fucking horrible experience at work um, and it was horrible. Like this chick, she, it was, I became a beer rep and we actually ended up swapping jobs because the only reason her job became available is because she lost her license from speeding, right? So you can't be a beer rep with no license. And so she was a fucking vile human being. But I was terrified of it for some reason. And so I took her job and she took my job working in a bar, like um, running all the event stuff in a bar, like all the behind the scenes stuff. And um, she would go and gossip and bitch and just say horrible things about me to anyone that would listen, including my new clients that I had to go. Oh, my God, that's I horrible. Know. So I had to walk into some really horrible situations where, these people hadn't been looked after very well because she'd gone and then it got replaced by someone else and then they'd left. So there's people that like, you know, there's lots of money. Like we're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars in these situations and these people are pissed off. And not only that, she's gone in and said horrible things about me. So they're straight away on the back. Like they're just like, Ugh. and I'm all my trauma all my shit and I'm getting attacked and it was like it's fine because I ended up handling it with them um because luckily I'm fucking just very good with people right but it it was just like I, I that's why I ended up quitting the job because I just was like I just feel like I get somewhere and then she's out at me again and my boss was like you can't let her do that but it just it consumed me so much it was fucking horrible so I was like if I start my business and I'm all me, someone's going to have a lot to say because over my lifetime, like especially over the whole like not knowing who the fucking father of my child was and I had been in a relationship with a guy that could have been the dad, which I was upfront and honest with him. It wasn't like any kind of manip- manipulation going on there, but it just didn't end well, as you can fucking imagine, especially after when we found out he wasn't the dad, then it was just like, Whoa. anyway. Um, so I was like, I had just had all these instances of that happening. And I'm like, so if I come out 
and I run this business and I'm all me, people are going to get annoyed because they do and they're all going to gossip about me behind my back. What the fuck are they going to say? And I actually had to take a cold hard look at that and be like, right, I need to own all of it. Because people are going to talk anyway. I might as well be the one to tell them the information so at least they've fucking got it firsthand. And secondly, what if I reframed it? What if I looked at it like at least they're talking about me? So I remember finding you on Instagram and being like so impressed with how like vulnerable and authentically you were and like 100% fell into like your whole business. And so I wanted to work with you because you showed up in a way that I knew that you could help me show up. And I think, that, you know, it's a really unique place to come from. Oh, 100%. And thank you. I'm like, it, it, there are still times when I'll say things or post things and I'm like, because I overshare a lot. Like I, like there's not, I mean, there are things that I'll obviously share after the fact. I won't <laughs> always share when I'm in the middle of it because I haven't processed it yet and it's just fucking not appropriate, right? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's there are times where I'm like, fuck, should I have done that? Like, should I have said that? Is that going to impact my business? And there was one thing I did where I'm, I'd spoken about um, previous shmushmushins I had had and mm-hmm. I lost 100 followers. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is a, a reaction. That is a massive reaction, right? Um, yeah. And there have been there've plenty of times that's happened. So my following is like it's actually I don't give a fuck that many about the numbers. I care more about who I'm actually having conversations with in my DMs. Um, but it is funny to actually notice stuff like that when I share. Um, mm. And it's like, you know, like my account takes so long to grow because obviously I talk about a lot of controversial things. And I don't really shy away from it a lot. Like sometimes I'll sit back and just be quiet for a bit and then I'm like, like about the whole COVID thing, I was like, you guys, the way both sides of you are behaving is fucking disgusting. Like and then that cost me a lot of like people as well. But I'm also like it's a clearing out, right? Yeah, because they're not people that are aligned with you. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. They're not worthwhile being there. They're not. And the world's changing. I'm not saying that everyone needs to go on social media and share everything, but I'm like, it's nice to fucking not feel like you're the only person in the world that feels this way, isn't it? hundred percent. I know when I, so I've got so many Instagram accounts, but when I first show, shared my like confetti curves on my personal Instagram, I had a whole bunch of friends or like people who followed me come and follow confetti curves. And I started getting really embarrassed. And then a girl that was friends with my ex-husband and like we were friends, but like not friend friends, she sent me a message and it took me all day to open the DM because I was so terrified that she was going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't deserve to be in this space. And it was actually the sweetest message. And like, she was so supportive and so like, this is amazing. And I'm like, I'm so excited for you. And like, the last time I saw her was my wedding in 2015, but it was so sweet. And like, none of my like friends had done that, but this like, it was just so sweet. And just the anxiety of like, oh God, like I feel like an imposter. And it was just like, she was actually really sweet. It is. But that's just your projection, right? Like of all the yeah. feelings. And it's that's why I always make when I watch one of my friends go and do something that you can tell has taken a lot of courage and it's a big leap for them. I make a big point of being really fucking loudly advocating. Like 
I mess comment on everything. I send them DMs and like just keep them going because yeah. like people need it at the beginning. It is it is so hard to go and do something different to anything else you've ever done before. 100%. It takes big cold, like big courage, so much courage to go yeah. and do something completely different that you know not everyone's going to understand. It's also a really, like, it really shows the people that are 100% behind your back, like, rooting for you. Yeah. Like, I know a couple of people, like, why on earth would you do that? Like, you should just live, like, work in the public service forever. You get good super. You can retire in, like, 50, whatever. And I'm like, that doesn't light me up. No. Like, this is something I'm so excited about. And sure, it's going to cost me so much money to get it set up. And, but it's going to be more than just a job and more than just like an income. It's going to be my life and like my passion and like all of those kind of things. And it's just really interesting to watch like people behind the scenes be like, mm, Cause they're scared. Like when I love, like I'm, I know that I'm such a weirdo in the sense that like when everything's changing at the moment, like you can feel it shifting. And I know for, for people like that, it's terrifying. But I'm like, yeah. look at the possibilities, look at the opportunities. Like so many people are going like COVID was, in my opinion, one of the best things that ever happened because it, as, on a global scale, it made people confront how things have always been done. Doesn't actually need to be done like that. Right. For the first time possibly ever. And I understand, like, I'm not talking about it from like, you know, a mortality perspective obviously it was not the greatest thing in the world to happen from that point of view but from a let's change it like let's forget everything we've ever known to be true and let's create a whole new reality because it's and it gave you that stop and pause like everyone had to stop and go this is my life like I can't travel I can't even leave my house at some points in time am I happy here is this where like and uh, it was what spot like finally convinced me to start a business like it, that's powerful <laughs> reflection right and oh, yeah. I actually feel sorry for the people that don't have that ability and went straight into fear and victim and there was a lot and if you were one yeah. of them go to fucking therapy you need trauma therapy we all need trauma mm-hmm. therapy but you especially need trauma therapy now it's it's also like um I just it take it does take a lot of courage because we, we have this idea that we have to not be afraid to do something, but we're always going to be afraid. There's always going to be that element. And it just is a simple reminder that we're alive. But the reason that I feel more sorry for the people that weren't able to actually reflect and ask those questions is because are you actually present in your life? Are you in your body? Are you present moment to moment? And are you truly fucking happy with it? Because I had conversations, I can't remember what I did. I did some story that fucking triggered a fuckload of people. (laughs) And I had this chick come at me and tell me the only reason I'm motivated is because I've got CPTSD, which I don't really know what it is, but some trauma response thing. And I was like, you know what? To a certain degree, yes. But I also think that because I've done the therapy, I'm willing to get into my body and I'm willing to start asking the questions of, would I be okay in a job that I could retire? Like, I don't want to be 50 and retired. I want to fucking be semi-retired now. I want to live now while I'm young, while I've got fucking energy. And then I just want it to get better and better and better. And 
do you know what? I don't think I ever want to retire because what I do for work gives me life. Do I want to do it for eight hours a day? Fuck no. Do I want to do it for an hour or two a day? Hell yeah. That is 100% my idea of a good time. Like my perfect day involves at least two hours of me in my work because it's such a creative thing for me. Like I feel really lit up and excited and full of energy and, you know, like even if I'm not working with clients face-to-face, it might just be creating something behind the scenes or like, like wouldn't you rather wake up and feel like that about how you earn your money? And like to have that excitement and passion is just that in itself is a reward. Like forget how much money yes. you can make and all those kind of things. The excitement to get out of bed is like it's invaluable. Like it is world changing, life changing to get up and be like, yes, what am I doing today? Like how am I starting the day? Like, you know, what is that joyful moment that is every day? Yes. And like what am I looking forward to? Because there was a point. And I think I was, I can't remember, Havana was only little and I was literally like, here we go again. And I caught myself going, here we go again. I was like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, we're not fucking doing this. Like not only is she only this age for such a short amount of time, like I'm not going to get this time back with her or for myself. You know, Mm -hmm. once this time's gone, once this moment's gone, we're not getting it back. How am I fucking spending it? Now, I don't, I'm not saying you need to milk every fucking second because that shit's exhausting, but I've tried it. It's not, it's not recommended. Um, But it's like, you know, like if I died right now, would I be happy with how I've lived up until now? It's a powerful question. And like, it's not surface level. That is a, you know, pause and reflect. Exactly. But then that's something that you could ask yourself when you're people pleasing. If I died right now. Would I be super happy? Not not that you're you're doing stuff to make other people, but you're selling out on mm. on. Ma- I'm not honouring myself. You're not, not at all. It's you put yourself at the back, mm-hmm. and it's like you like honestly, when you're living from that place, would you be happy dying in this moment, wasting your precious time and energy trying to make someone else happy who clearly doesn't give a fuck about how you feel? Exactly. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And like imagine if like you die on the way to going to some social event that you have absolutely zero interest in going to. Yep. It's like that dread and then bam, yeah. gone. And and that's a really good good point because there are so many times where like um for example, I had organized to and I, I bought the ticket last minute because I know that if I say yes to something and, and it's a week or two away or a month away, I probably won't be interested closer in going, right? Man gen life. Yep. So I'm usually a no until the last minute. That's my life hack to get so that way you're not letting people down. And mm-hmm. like I never apologize, I never give excuses, I just say no, I'm not available. And no, I'm not available for that right now. You know what I mean? But that, this yeah. is how I do it without upsetting and hurting people. But I'd bought a ticket the night before and by the time I'd gotten through the day, got Havana, picked up from school where she needed to be, I was fucking exhausted. And I was like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. But there was a part of me that's like I've run, I run events and I know what it's like when people just don't rock up and it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to be that person. I bought the ticket last night. I, I was excited about it. I'm going to find the excitement again. And I went and, like, 
to be honest, it wasn't even like this, like, oh, my God, this was so amazing, like the best event I've ever been to. <laughs> but something came out of that event that is now turning into probably one of the biggest projects I've ever worked on in my life because of one conversation I had at that event that I nearly... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um yeah you so you're getting into the feeling of your body yeah. yeah like you always know your body will always tell you right but you've just got to be willing to check in whether it's like is this kind of a self-sabotaging thing am I just scared right now like you know mine was I am genuinely physically where you're going right like you like what I, and I'm not even talking about business goals what are your life goals what do you want your life to look like? And if you think it's owning a fucking car and a house and a boat and having this extravagant lifestyle, you're fucking wrong. Um, and it, and again, like, lead, like, so I base all of my business goals off my life goals because then it makes it easy. So I'm like, I want my life to look like this. And in order to like have have my business and my work side like suit that my business needs to look like this so I've got goals in both that all align and because I know that where I want to be like I'm so clear about where I'm going and where I want to be and even though the how changes constantly the outcome's always the same so to prep myself up to make a decision to go I physically am exhausted right now but I know that I can push through because I will be in bed at a decent time I don't have much on tomorrow this is 100% going to get me in the right direction because I want to be a public speaker. This was a PR event. Like, I was like, this is, it's all aligned. So it's like, I can make that decision and just be like, you know what, if I did choose to go home to bed, that would have also been okay. But it's like, I'm pushing through because I want more. 100%. And I think that's one of the things that you and I have been working on a lot is, the what you think life should be or what you're told you should have versus what you want and I have the huge confliction of like I have a house and I love my house and I'm terrified of losing my house but I also just want to travel the world and live out of a suitcase and it's this really hard inner battle that I struggle with constantly because I'm so scared of like never having a house again and the like fear that has been bred into me from like a young age that like you've got to get married, you've got to have kids, you've got to have a house. It's like, well, I got married and that was awful and I never want to do that again. I don't want to have kids, but here's my house and, like, I have this house and, like, if I don't have that, then I'm not hitting any societal goals. Yes! This is huge! This is powerful. What you're doing is you're tying all your self-worth on what you own and what everyone else thinks you should do, which is why... Like I, I made that point of saying, like it's not owning a house. It's not, and not because that was directed at you, but it's mm. because we're all taught this. Like my family are old school Italians. Like they are completely outraged at the way in which I live my life because it makes no logical sense to them, and mm-hmm. they are terrified for me. Like my nonna, I know she lies awake at night. Terrified. <laughs> you know, when we weren't speaking for, oh, actually, I think it actually turned into a month. That was an accident, I don't know. The first thing she said was, are you okay? Like, are you okay? Because she's been so, I'm like, man, I'm always okay. Like, why are we fucking having this conversation? I always say, out of everyone, who lands on their feet as if nothing <laughs> ever happened? She's like, you do, darling. I'm like, well, there we go. 
Exactly. Yeah. But it's just, and it's, it's confronting for a lot of people. And if you're feeling confronted by this conversation, like, that's okay. It's okay because it is yeah. challenging. Everything you've ever been taught was true. Yeah. And it's that whole kind of coming back to what's going to make you feel confident. Like, is it other people's approval or is it how you truly feel in yourself? And when you can kind of make that realisation that other people's opinions about you mean absolutely nothing. Like, they're none of your business. No, exactly. At all. And they don't. <laughs> None of it makes you happy, fulfilled or content or brings you any kind of joy. It really right. doesn't. And if it does, it's this short-lived instant validation hit that you're just going to come down from anyway. If you haven't already, there is a book that literally completely blew up my entire perspective on everything. It's called The Top 5 Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware. I think that's her last name. It is by far the best book I've ever read. So she was a palliative care nurse and... She, just, she literally talks about it from experience of working with dying people. Wow. That would be really confronting. It is. It's like, and I cried a lot and it really, like there was um, one guy in there, I need to read it again. Someone's got it. I need to work out who's got it. Um, and like he worked his ass off and he achieved a lot of financial success. He died alone. Yeah. And like, you're not going to lie. Like I, this is something that I keep reminding myself because I'm in like a nine to five kind of job and we're really busy at the moment. And normally I'd be like, oh, better work back to get things done. I'm like, mm, fuck that. I'm done. Like I've done my hours. I've got other things I can do to make me happy because no one's going to be like, you know, at my end of life being like, thank God you got that tender out the day earlier. You know, that was really life changing. Exactly. <laughs> I always laugh because I was this person as well. When I hear my friends talk about how many hours they're pulling in their jobs, how over and above they're going and their colleagues that don't and how annoying it is that they have to pick up their slack, I'm like, no, 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 they're smart. You're the fucking dickhead. I don't care if everyone whinges about them being useless. You're like, you're like, what is your purpose in life? To do a good job? What the fuck? I used to do that. <laughs> And it was, yeah. I was always told that it was expected of me. But I bet you if I didn't do it, it wouldn't have been grounds to fire me because legally it was outside of the requirements of my employment contract. It was like this yeah. like off-the-record thing that this is what's expected of me. And when I started to catch on, because when I worked, um, I worked fly-in, fly-out on a mine site as an event coordinator. Don't think I did that work. I did not. I planned parties um, and had like a million dollar budget it was a good time um yeah. but my back-to-back -back never did anything and I used to get annoyed but I was also like I got annoyed because I had to work hard in my work hours that's why I was annoyed I'm like you're doing nothing and I'm working hard and this is fucking stupid but that was on me mm. do you know what I mean like yeah. that was on me and I was like she's got it good because we had a two week on two week off roster we're getting paid exactly the same. And one of us is like working every second and one of us is living their best life. I'm like, I'm the dickhead here, not her. I'm the dickhead here. And like, if you feel the same way in your job, I'd fucking encourage you to think, um, unless it's your business. And even then, especially then, it's time to relook at how you're running your business because that doesn't sound fun. And what can you outsource? Like I, my, my business hasn't even launched yet and I have outsourced so many things. I'm like, I'm not either I'm not good enough or confident enough in doing that or I just don't have the want to do that. So exactly. it's like, 
bum it out. <laughs> Do I want to waste my precious time doing this? No. And then the next thing is people like, I don't have money. There is so much money in the world and there are, I can think of at least 20 different ways to make money right now off the top of my head. You're just being lazy. Like mm-hmm. you're just being lazy and one-sided. Like as soon as you can kind of embrace that and, and this is all part of like the letting go of who you identify yourself as, right? It's yeah. like you can make money doing anything. You don't have to be like, oh, but I do this and I have this status and this is, do you know what I mean? Like we get It means money. nothing. It means Literally nothing. Literally means nothing. <laughs> you want money or not? Like I'm mm. not saying you have to go and like fucking have sex for money unless you, you want to, then by all means go and do it. it. But like <laughs> just be open. Hmm. Like at the moment, I'm renovating one of my rooms and I was like, oh, I probably need a little bit of extra cash. So I'm selling things that I haven't worn in my wardrobe because I'm like, I don't have a corporate kind of like attire anymore. So get rid of this stuff that I'm never going to wear again and can get a little bit of extra cash. Like, it's not that hard. It's not. I That's how I actually paid for my daughter and I to move, like uproot our lives and move up north when she was about one and a half. I, um, maybe she was two. No, she's one and a half. So what we did is we, um, I actually just put a thing out and I said, does anyone have a bag of clothes in the back of their car that they've been meaning to drop off to a charity and haven't done? I will come and pick it up. And Smart. so many people were like, oh my God, I got, I had fucking three car loads worth of shit, right? And I went, I got up early on a Sunday morning and I went to a swap meet. I learned how to hustle. I learned how to do it properly. And I made a fucking fortune off it. And that paid for us to operate. But it's like, you just, like, there was a part of me that's like, fuck, I feel like a scab. Fuck, I feel like this. But I was like, no, 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 I'm solving their problems and mine. And I was like, you're donating them to charity anyway. This is what I'm using the money for. Do you want to be part of our story? And people were like, fuck, yes, I do. And, like, everyone has driven a bag of clothes around in their, like, the back of their car for three months before even remembering that they're going to donate it. So. I still do it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like like look for opportunities where they are don't get in your head and think you're better than anything you're not Mm -hmm. it's money go get it there's so much of it out there yeah and the more you start like attracting it the more it flows exactly but if you have all these stories around like who you are and blah 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 and it's like it's funny because we have this and this is where I got really stuck because I grew up in, in a single mum household and when I had Havana, I was like, oh, you're not fucking experiencing any of the shit that I did. So there was sometimes when like we had to do things, like I had a fucking $27,000 card debt I had to pay off with her and there was no way that I could pay rent and pay that off and keep us alive. Um, so we like, you know, moved around and lived in other people's houses. And I was like, I had to get over myself constantly, but I realized like, are these stories empowering me or are they fucking holding me back? Mm, Exactly. Mm. And they're polar opposites and it's all about perception. Exactly. And it's all about how I feel about it and knowing that it's temporary because I am doing something about it. And it's like having that confidence that you will get shit done that needs to get done and that, Every moment's temporary and that's a good and a like not so good thing is knowing that all of this is temporary. So it's if it's feeling really shit, it's like this is going to pass. But if it feels good, it's like really sit in that moment and don't rush to the next one, right? Yeah. Because sometimes when we're goal setting, we're like, oh, I've hit that, now what? But it's like, no, 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 bask in that. 
because it's temporary. You only have this feeling for a short amount of time. See in it. And it's all like, as you have taught me so wisely, it's about making your life good every single day. And it's not that like in three months when I've achieved X, I will feel this good or like, you know, caveating when you can feel good. It's like, no, no, make every single day worthy of goodness. Exactly. And you can, like, you've nailed that. You. you have nailed that. And I use your example all the time, like with the how you hated Mondays. And we're like, how mm-hmm. do we make Mondays fun? We eat out on Monday mornings and we get the most delicious breakfast and it is so good. And I sit all by myself with no phone and a journal and I just eat deliciousness and enjoy a coffee in a ceramic cup. Yes. No rushing out the door, no getting ready to go to a job that you really don't want to be at. Like you are still doing that, but you're taking that time to have like this, to have fun. Yeah, and I used to have this like mentality that I had to start work at eight o'clock. Like my job does not have any like hard or fast like start time. And so I've been sometimes starting work at nine and like no one else, like everyone else in the team starts at eight, but... There is literally no contractual re- like requirement for me to start at eight. So if I want to take a longer like breakfast or I want to take the dogs on a longer like walk in the mornings, I'm doing it. And I'm not apologizing. I'm just like online now if anyone needs me. Yes, because this is what it's all about. And hopefully by you doing that, you're going to give someone else permission to do that too. Well, one of the, So I worked in this job in 2019 to 21 and then I quit and I've come back and one of the girls I told her that I have a trip booked in July she's like oh but you only just started in this job and I was like yeah but I already had the trip planned she's like oh I keep getting emails from HR reminding me that my leave balance is over the limit and like if I don't take leave they're gonna force me to take leave and I was like I I just it blew my mind because I was like I have never had a leave balance that's like not already allocated to something that I'm working towards it's like where are you finding like go live go enjoy like this this does not matter it doesn't but it's sad because as as a society we're told that it does we're told that and you can see it by the blue collar white collar like all the fucking labels like all of our importance is tied up in what we do and how much we earn and it should be on how much, like, how much you enjoy your life, like the quality. I remember, like, when you start traveling as well, it's so eye-opening when you go to countries. Like, I'm going to Vanuatu, and they quite literally live in Tintin. Mm-hmm. So fucking happy. Yes. So full of joy. So happy. So, like, I was like, and I'm upset, and I live in this beautiful place, and blah, 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 because I feel like I don't make enough money, and I don't do that, and I've got all these pressures, and I'm like, Maybe that's not what life's about. And even like when that feeling when you get off the plane and like all of the like bullshit from home just like falls out of your brain and you're like, I am living in this moment, maybe planning like one or two days ahead and that is it. And all the like shit just disappears. It does. And you're truly present. Exactly. Exactly. When I start looking at my calendar and I start feeling busy, I literally am like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) not in alignment. And it's like, I had this come up a couple of weeks ago because summer's a very different ball game because I will not fill my mornings. They are empty until like that sea breeze comes in and the beach is no longer fucking worth attending. And then in August, when there's no the wind doesn't come in all day, I'm fucking not available for anything. Like good luck <laughs> trying to reach me before four o'clock. You'll get nothing. And even then, 
literally only through my mastermind no one else like not even going to be answering my phone like all my friends know where to find me because that's where i am because i'm so just happy and present and loving life sick when i'm down at the beach and in the water and doing activities you know um 100 and just witnessing the weather like being present watching the sunset and all the colors and like just marveling at like Havana's always like, just shut the fuck up. I'm like, but it's so beautiful. I'm like, just look. And she's like, I know. I'm like, oh, but do you? <laughs> but it's those things are the things that make, like I have a window in the front of my house and the sun beams through it all day. And it's my living room, so it's not really set up to be like sat in the sun but I've been sitting in one of my dog's beds and like I've got a little coffee table and I just sit with the sun on my back and it is so it just brings so much joy to me because like the sun is on my back because I live in Canberra it is too fucking cold to go outside (laughs) but I can sit in a window and get the sun and just like enjoy that just that feeling is yeah simple pleasures exactly exactly like the simple pleasures but what matters the most right so um yeah, it's like so when I looked at my calendar and it was getting really full, I was like, Mm-mm, I need to reevaluate this. And it literally meant destroying the business plan I'd sat down with my coach and written two weeks ago and going, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, this isn't going to work because I need to, this is, I'm going to be too busy if I do this as well. How else can I do it? What's another way? And you found another way. I Yeah, I always do. But you have, like, it's still kind of scary though because I'm like, fuck. Oh doesn't work but it's like but I can't I don't want my life to look like that I'm I'm very clear that that's not that doesn't feel good for me I get it's like a whole body reaction my body's a a fuck no that is another great lesson that you taught me if it's not a fuck yes then it's a fuck no exactly exactly Exactly. and like having that pause to like actually feel it is it takes a bit of work but the second you're like actually no, like if I'm kind of, uh, that's a no. That's not a maybe. That's a no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, it isn't like that for everyone. Like other people do make their decisions a little bit differently, which I'm learning about. But ultimately <laughs> your body does tell you and you do know. It might just mean checking back in in a couple of days and going, wait, is that still how I feel or not? But it's yeah. also having the courage and the trust the trust that you are going to be okay, the trust that you are going to make it work, the trust that like no matter what happens, you're going to adapt and you're going to mm-hmm. find a way to like not only survive but thrive. And a lot of people don't have that because it's they might not be comfortable or like their life, but it feels safe and it's, it's oh. known. So it's easy that was to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, and like. If you've got that safety of like, you know, I'm allocated this time to work and then I come home, these are the things that I do and this is my routine, as mundane and boring as it is, at least I know what's coming each day. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's safe, but where's the excitement? And where's the like, I want to get out of bed and like, you know, take my dogs out and get a coffee and like do the fun things before giving my time to someone else? Because at the moment that's my reality. I have to give my time to afford my lifestyle. Not forever. But I need that couple of hours in the morning where I'm honouring myself and I'm giving time to me before I go and just slog it out at a computer for eight hours. Yeah, exactly. And also that that goes for picking up your phone first thing in the morning too. 
because you go you're giving yourself to someone else before you're showing up for yourself and yeah. it's a hard habit to break like it, it took me ages to break it but now i'm like don't fucking message me before this time because i'm just not going to respond like i'm not even going to say it and the nighttime do not disturb so your phone automatically at nine o'clock stops giving you notifications and doesn't give them like i mine used to be at 6 30 which is when my alarm used to go off but i've pushed that to eight o'clock now because I take my phone to listen to audiobooks, but without seeing the notifications, I make sure that I'm sitting on the right window. So first thing in the morning, I just have to open my phone and press play and uh, forget all the notifications. I don't give a shit until I'm ready to give a shit. Yes, exactly. Or like, you know, I have mine not on my phone on my iPad. So it's like I'm not getting any of the notifications either, but it's like nothing's, do you know what I mean? There's no distractions mm-hmm. there. So it's like whatever you need it to be, because I understand that we rely so much on technology for everything and that's okay we just got to make it work for us not against us 100 percent. and as you said buy an alarm clock right? <laughs> so you're not you're not tempted to the, the scrolling oh exactly i like i don't even use an alarm anymore i've got havana <laughs> <laughs> my dogs are starting to become my alarm they know the routine now yeah. so it's like soon i could how good is that because i actually think there's nothing worse than waking up like jolted awake whereas it's kind of nice when she comes in, I hear like a little pitter patter, and then I'm like, check to see if the sun's actually coming up yet. And I'm like, you may enter. <laughs> <laughs> was I, because I've got a border collie and a fox terrier. And so they're pretty like on time, they know what time it is. But my border collie's decided that he's scared of the doggy door. And now, so he has like, he's a herding breed. So he's been herding me to like open the door for him. <laughs> so the other morning, I like woke up, I was like, oh, it must be time to like get up and like whatever. No. He just needed to go outside at like 4 a.m. and was like, no, nope, I'm going to hurt you and you will open my door for me. Oh, my God. That's, a, yeah. that's so funny because that triggers me. As Like it took me a while because mine is I'm hungry, I need breakfast. I'm like, I just fucking open my eyes. Like just mm-hmm. chill the fuck out for a second and you get that from your dog. It's so funny because it is. It's like this constant. And then when you start your day like that, it's like, oh, it's like, hang on. I can calm my nervous system down. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. I will open the door and I will train you how to use the doggy door again. (laughs) (laughs) Life's just so funny. And I I think as well part of all of this is just being able to adapt with where you're at in that moment, right? Like there are going to be times when whatever's working really well right now isn't going to work and it's going, okay, Mm -hmm. how can I adapt it? Like, how can I change it? What can I do a little bit differently? Like, how can I come back? Nothing is, it's, it's also that nothing's that serious. Yes, definitely. Like, it's, it, like, it is fun. You can make anything fun. Like, make it a bit lighter. Like, you're the one who's putting all the seriousness in it. You're the one who's putting all these fucking deadlines and, like, all of these shoulds and how they have to be done. Like, um, and who is also in the mastermind, with us she's so funny because she's like i've got to be productive all the time i'm like turn your phone off turn it off no one needs to see you for four days exactly (laughs) but it's ingrained into us like if i have that like last night i was like i need to put some more things on ebay i need to do this i need to do this and then i lied on the couch and i fell asleep and i woke up and i was like no, well, I guess tonight's couch night. Like I'll deal with that stuff on the weekend. Exactly. Exactly. And that, and that's where like scheduling comes in. So it's like you don't want to let, like you know that stuff needs to happen for your life to flow. So schedule time in for it to happen. So 
So then you mm-hmm. can just chill out and relax because you know that it's okay. You've got time to put aside for it on the weekend. So yeah. otherwise you fall into the trap of, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, and you still net. Like there are hacks for everything. But the whole mm-hmm. point is, does this make my life easier, yes or no? Is this getting me to where I want to go, yes or no? Yeah, exactly. And if the answer's no, just fucking don't do it or get rid of it. Like, it's yeah. not even a thing that needs to be a concern. You've just decided that it is. And it's that simple. Like, it it doesn't feel simple, but, like, it really is. I know. I know. We complicate it. I always think that. I'm like, am I making this hard for myself right now? I am, Anna. Doesn't need to happen. Yes. Okay. How can I do it quickly? I'll set a timer for 10 minutes and I'll just focus on it for 10 minutes. And when time stops, I'll leave. I, won't. I'll... I literally did that this morning. My house is like untidy, and I was like, I'll set uh, like half an hour, remi- like uh, an alarm for half an hour, power cleaning that, and once half an hour's done, mm, that's where it's at. Yes, I wish you could spend all day half ass doing it. Yep. <laughs> hacks. It's power trick. I know. It is powerful, right? Mm. Famous. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. This has been amazing, and I, you are welcome anytime. I, I've loved chatting with you. <laughs> I'm like, don't say that because I'll be like, wait, do you want to do another one? Do you want to do another one? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Let's book it in right now. No. <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? You can find me. Come to find me on Instagram because that's where I hang out the most, and it's at underscore a fuck yes life, all one word. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I'm I'm floating around everywhere, but if that's <laughs> hang out mostly my dm so come have a chat yes you'll never want to stop chatting to amy i'm always <laughs> like amy this is a voice memoing <laughs> you'll end up with a to-do list that's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so good yeah, well thank you ha- so much well thank you for having me this was so fun it was amazing if you just had as much fun as i did i'm pretty sure you should subscribe and leave a five-star review Also, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Confident In Your Curves.